0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1 7 11, called Discerning What is Best.
1: Epinosis is the knowledge that comes to the Christian through the study of God's word. It is knowledge that permeates speech, practical conduct, wise and skillful living. It permeates everything. And this is what Paul is praying for. He's saying, Lord, I pray that these people would abound in love, these people that I love so much... And that they would have such incredible depth of knowledge of you, the triune nature of God, the gospel, wisdom for living, how it affects your mouth and your moral life and your intellect and everything. I pray it would super abound. And that's why I asked the question, does this inform your prayers? It informs my prayers as a pastor This is what I should be praying for the church. This is what I should be praying for you. Now, I know that some of you are on the prayer chain and we get bombarded with so many different prayer requests. But I would challenge you to maybe start with a small prayer list and begin to pray that the Lord would do this in people's lives. Because this is what we need. Because what it will do is produce a depth of believer that won't be the shallow fickleness that we see out there that, so often disappoints, but rather it would be a person planted by streams of living water bearing fruit in season, Psalm 1. This is Paul's intercession. And it's not unique. If you flip over to Colossians, which is the next book to your right, Colossians 1, just watch this once again in a prayer. Colossians 1, look at verse 9. Just a couple pages to your right. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, 1-9 of Colossians, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with what? The knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom. Here we have the, the same ideas and understanding. Now notice part B of this. It's not just about knowledge. It's about wisdom. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, this is a prayer request. He says, uh, strengthen with all power, 11, according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness. That's going to be the theme of our men's conference. And patience joyously, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints, in light. Can you see the, the once again, the, the trajectory of the prayer request is being filled with knowledge of his will, spiritual understanding, depth. Someone has said that wisdom is not just the application of God's knowledge in the scriptures back to Philippians 1. Wisdom is skill for living. If you read Proverbs, that's what Proverbs is basically doing. It's, it's trying to teach you how to skillfully live, how to walk out. Uh, God's truth, God's ways, God's will. And so Paul is praying for them. He's praying that they would have epinosis. I told you I was going to give you the two Greek words. Here's the second word. It's the word discernment. Okay, let me um, spell it for you so that you have it. The word discernment is only here in the New Testament, used once. It's A-I-S-T-H-E-S-I-S. A or ah, A-E-thesis. thesis, And it is used 22 times in the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible. It's called the Septuagint. And all 22 times it means practical insight that informs conduct. So discernment here has the idea of knowing what to do or how to live. There was a gentleman that said he was at a conference and there was a 50-year celebration for a pastor in South Korea. And he had led a huge church. And he was talking about how the process they they went through in ordaining elders. And he said they would test them in scripture, knowledge of the scripture, knowledge of church history, and common sense. (laughs) And all God's people said, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because let me tell you, if you are a person who's walking with the Lord, you will have something that seems to be missing in action today. Common sense. Because common sense comes from God, right? To do the right thing in the right situation, etc. The word that you see for discernment here means perception. It means... uh, In the Septuagint I mentioned in Proverbs, it's what fools hate. And it comes, we get an English word aesthetic from it. Now get this, this word discernment is defined as pertaining to a sense of the beautiful or to the science of aesthetics. So walking out kind of one of the linking words. It's having a sense of the beautiful characterized by a love of beauty. It pertains to or involves and is concerned with the emotion and sensation as opposed to pure intellectuality. So it has the idea of a sense more than just uh, head knowledge. It's a directional word. Discernment is about direction. So here's what Paul prays. Let's put, put a bow on it now. He prays for deep, precise knowledge of the Godhead, Salvation, the essential truths of the historic Christian faith, and praise also for discernment on how to walk it out. That's a prayer. Amen? Amen. That's a prayer. And I'll tell you, this is a good prayer to pray for us. Um, one, One scholar puts it this way. He's talking about love and how this all marries together. And he says, in the definitive examination of love, uh, commenting on this passage in the New Testament's most profound and precise treatment about the influence of agape from the intellectual and moral point of view in this world and the next. It's kind of a partial quote here, but basically what he's saying, the scholar is saying, is that Paul here in the use of agape is giving us a window into the influence of Christ's love On the intellect and on the moral beauty of the world. Moral beauty comes from God. To wait on God's timing, to do things God's way, it does take some sacrifice, but there's a beauty to sacrifice. There's a beauty to understanding that Christ wants to live in you and through you. It is more love, more power more of you in my life. It's a limitless abundance. It's a unremitting geyser of love to God and to others. This is R. Kent Hughes. He says, our existential postmodern culture is very sentimental about love. We've heard it from the 60s on. All you need is love. Da-na-na. As if other directed goodwill is the answer to life. A modern proverb says love is blind, suggesting that blissful ignorance is part and parcel of love. Frank Sheed gave us a prophetic word for such foolishness. He says, a virtuous man may be ignorant, but ignorance is not a virtue. It would be a strange God who could be loved better by being known less. Love of God is not the same thing as knowledge of God. Love of God is immeasurably more important than the knowledge of God. But if a man loves God and knows a little about him, he should love God more for knowing more about him. For every new thing known about God is a new reason for loving him. Here's, Here's the contrast that's being drawn. The world will tell you love is love. And as long as you love, then everything's cool. But here's the, here's the truth. Love must be directed in the right way. There's, there, we even have some laws that say, and these laws are being pushed more and more now, there's certain people you can't love. You know what I'm saying? Like underage individuals, for example. But people are even trying to push those laws right now. So love must be spirit-directed. Jesus was God's love uh, incarnated. But of course, we see what he did. He didn't approve everything. He uh, tackled hypocrisy and so forth. And so we can see this is Paul's prayer. Author's translation, just to sum it up, that your love may grow richer and richer in knowledge and all insight in order that you may choose what is vital. Another rendering Of the verse we're looking at right now. Verse 10. To what end? We're winding down. So that you may approve the things that are excellent. Here's where we're getting our title. If you have an NIV. So that you may be able to discern what is best. In order to be sincere and blameless. Literally against the day of Christ. So that you may be able to discern what is best. Verse 10 NIV. Choose what is vital or essential. That's an author's translation. And be pure and blameless until the second coming of Jesus Christ, or what's called the parousia. If you have a new living, it reads this way, verse 10. I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. The New King James says to live in a way without offense. Now, just to give you an idea of what this language basically means, kind of building one idea on top of another, is Paul's prayers that you would understand in your life what really matters. And I will tell you that over the years, I've watched a lot of people unfortunately figure this out way, way late. You'll
0: hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Just so you know, we have a free apologetic event coming up, and we would love it if you would join us. They're called 633, and that's based on Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. On July 17th, Dr. Craig Hawkins will be doing a talk on the origins of the Enneagram. Learn more when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app.
1: Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. For us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events, please become a partner giving at least five dollars a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844 48 Truth. That's walkintruth.com or call 844 48 Truth.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show.
1: Now, Back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Paul's prayer is that you would understand in your life what really matters. And I will tell you that over the years, I've watched a lot of people unfortunately figure this out way, way late. Do you know what really matters? Do you know what's really going to last when it's all said and done? Do you know what crown you're going to lay at Christ's feet? It's not going to be how much money you made. It's not going to be your trophies that are now probably in your garage somewhere. At least they are for me. <laughs> you know what it's going to be? You're going to lay, you know what you're going to lay at Christ's feet? People that you influenced for the gospel. People are going to be your crown. If you want to check me on that, it's 1 Thessalonians 219. People will be your crown. What you will offer to God on that day is people. People that you influence for the gospel. People that you led to Christ. They will be your crown. And so Paul says, "I, I want you to understand. I want you to takematsu is the word here. I want you to prove out, scrutinize as if the testing of metals, testing what's Really important. Seeing the quality of something. The word translated discern in classical Greek refers to testing something or someone. Get this. It's a technical word for testing money to determine whether or not it's counterfeit. And it also occurs in a political context for testing of a candidate for office. Political office. That you may approve, Takematsu, that you attest all things and hold fast to that which is true and good. Forget about the rhetoric. Forget about the other stuff and go to the substance of idea and life and how someone actually lives, not what they are squawking from a microphone. You understand what I'm saying? This is the discernment of a believer spilling over to every area of life because we know that it, it has to do with our relationships. You and I, Paul is saying, I'm praying for the Philippian church, I'm praying for the Coronian church, that they would know, that they would discern between good, better, and best by testing things, by using deep knowledge of God and his ways and then test things in terms of leaders and quality of how I'm gonna spend my life, what job am I gonna do, where am I gonna spend the next several decades if you're younger? I would challenge you to be thinking about that against the day of Christ and to look at what's genuine, what's true, that you might be pure and blameless. Now, the word blameless means that you wouldn't wouldn't be a stumbling block for yourself or anybody else. Paul's going to use a running analogy in chapter 3, and he's basically going to say, I'm pressing on, I'm running the race, man. And I don't want anything to stumble me and I don't want to stumble anybody else. I want to come to the end of my life and know if I stumbled anybody, hopefully that's a very small list and I've tried to remedy that. But I've uplifted a bunch of people. That's, I want to come to the end of my life and be able to sh- say that to my Lord, that, but that I would also be pure. And let me just read something to you about purity or sincerity. Sincere is an English word based on the Latin word sincera, meaning without wax. In ancient times, the biggest industry in the world was the pottery industry. Pottery varied in quality just as cars or office supplies, quoting from uh, Boyce, or household goods vary today. The cheapest pottery, pottery was thick and solid and did not require much skill to make. It's found everywhere at archaeological sites. The finest pottery was thin. It had a clear color, and it brought a high price. Fine pottery was very fragile, both before and after firing, and it would often crack in the oven. Cracked pottery should have been thrown away, but dishonest dealers were in the habit of filling in the cracks with a hard, pearly uh, wax that would blend in with the color of the pottery. It made the crack practically undetectable, when the pottery was held up to the light, especially the sun, it was said that the artificial element was detected only in sun testing, which is literally the meaning of being pure or without hypocrisy or being unsullied. Honest dealers marketed their uh, pottery as sincera from the Latin, without wax. I don't want to be a waxy Christian. I want to be without wax. I want to be pure, unsullied. I want to be able to be held up to the light and be seen as sincere or pure. Not that we're not going to have our flaws because we all know we're jars of clay and the glory is housed in these jars of clay and it's all of God. But the point is to be sincere and blameless means we, there's a trajectory of our lives and it is to be tested in the sunlight and prove in sincere. And then the final prayer. Having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, we all know the nine fruits in Galatians 5 23. Here's another one. It's called the fruit of righteousness. Some would say it's the fruit righteousness produces, but either way, it's fruit bearing, which comes through Jesus Christ to what? To the glory and praise of God. In John 15, Jesus talked about abiding. And he said, look, if you abide in me, you're going to bear much fruit. Your fruit will remain, and it will be to the glory of my Father. John 15, you can look at verses 2, 4, 6, 8, and 16. It will be to the glory of God, my Father, and it will prove that you are my disciples if you abide in me. Final story. Lawrence of Arabia was in Paris after World War I with some of his Arab friends. He took some time to show them the sights of the city, the Louvre, the Arch of Triumph, Napoleon's Tomb, and the Champs Elise. They found little interest in these things. The thing that really interested his friends was the faucet in the bathtub of the hotel room. They spent much time there turning it on and off, on and off. They thought it was wonderful. And they had to do, uh, uh, they had to turn the handle and get the water out It's all they really wanted. So in the hotel room, uh, all these great architectural sites, now just on and off with the water, on and off, on and off. Well, sometime later, when they were ready to leave Paris, return to the east, Lawrence of Arabia uh, found them again in the bathroom trying to detach the faucet. You see, they said, it's very dry in Arabia. What we need are faucets, and if we have them, we will have all the water that we want. Well, Lawrence had to explain that the effectiveness of the faucets did not lie in themselves, but in, in the immense system of waterworks to which they were attached. He had to point out that behind this lay the rain and the snowfall of the Alps. And then this writer concludes. He says, many people are living lives that are as dry as the deserts of Arabia. They have the faucets but there's no connection to the pipeline. (laughs) Father, help us in our endeavor to walk with you pure and blameless against the day of Christ. Let our love be so abounding that it would be epinosis. It would be just with deep depth of not only understanding of you and your ways, but of discernment of how to walk them out. That we might approve the things that are best You know, we have a lot of doors, good, better, best. We don't always know which way to go, Father. Sometimes it's confusing. But it would seem to me that the more we plumb the depths of who you are and seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, you'll add everything back to us. And maybe many of our questions are because we're focused in the wrong place. Help us go deeper. Help us have more discernment so we know which way to go. We know why we're going there. And the other things that maybe we focus on too much, you say you will add back to us.
0: You've been listening to Discerning What is Best, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1, 7 through 11. And if you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with our listeners. That means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team here a letter. We love mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word.
1: Well, hey, this is Pastor Michael, and I would love to invite you. I am inviting you to our Sunday services here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. It is a wonderful church, a loving worshiping community, and the teaching that you hear uh, right here on this radio station or through the podcast is from the pulpit of Living Truth Christian Fellowship, and uh, we've been going through the incredible book of Philippians, and we are always teaching through the Word of God so that you can grow in your most holy faith. Now, the service times at Living Truth are 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday morning. By the way, if you have a Spanish-speaking family member or friend, we have added a one o'clock Spanish service. It's our third service at Living Truth. We just launched it on June the 26th. We're really excited about that. So if you have Spanish-speaking friends or family, if that's really their first language, a new service time at 1 p.m., the normal morning services, 8.30 a.m., 1030 a.m. The church is in Corona, 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Would love for you to come and bring your family and friends worship with us in spirit and in truth. Come and say hello. I would love to meet you. Tell me that you're a radio listener and uh, we'll split a donut maybe. (laughs) God bless you. And we we pray you have a great weekend. Make sure you're serving the Lord in church. We'll see you soon. God bless.
0: And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1, 12-18, called Progress Through Problems. Feel free to read ahead in chapter one to prepare. Hey, I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.